That's my jam right there. Huh? That's my jam. When I'm drinking Bud Light Planner. 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 Isn't that what it is? Oh. Platinum. Bud Light Platinum. Makes me want to lose it. Bud Light Platinum. <laughs> that's, that's a gem. I like that song, though. You like that song? I don't know that song, Marshall. Hmm. You should. It's called Losing It. You sh You should. Kind of like this beer. You should lose it. <laughs> you do not like Bud Light, do you? <laughs> Marty's been dogging the <laughs> Bud Light since we started. We haven't even started yet. Uh, we haven't even started. Hey, this is the intro pre-roll, right? Pre-roll. Like loose. We got a pretty good guest coming on, though. Yeah. Should be a good podcast. Yeah, he's a good guest. Um, I ran across his Instagram page one day, and it really stuck out. Like his team, and like he's got multiple different businesses it's just it just i, I want to hear a story i do too i'm, excited to hear I'm story. looking forward to the story of what all he's done and he's the guy that has like that valet yeah, where he's concierge yeah. yeah yeah i'm really interested to hear about that where i can rent a room was it the auto vault was it something like that but right there was a thing like you could rent yeah, a room you could rent a room, like, room. <laughs> uh, yeah man i know your mind's going but <laughs> yeah like i needed to take a break and you know have a siesta I'm dropping off my porsche you know, yeah well out. you know no i'd be dropping off like the titan like, are you gonna have a porsche yet no no porsche Not at this point i don't plan on ever owning a porsche right you're right, you wouldn't own a Porsche. I would never own a Porsche. Well, if you could have, you have a dream car. I have my dream car. A Jeep. A Jeep Wrangler is my all-time dream car. You don't even dump money into it like the Jeep guys do either. Uh, no. Nope, I won't just, be doing that. You just like the doors off and you're good to go. I'm good to go, yeah. You're simple. Very simple. Except for the looks that I get rolling around here in... Tulsa, Oklahoma. With the rain. <laughs> it's dumping rain. In no, I just mean like you pull up to the stoplight in this beautiful day and people are like, ooh, wow, that guy's crazy. I'm like, it's a fucking Jeep. Like, yeah, you take the doors off. So where you go. Hey, All right, so we are what? Two weeks? From SEMA. Three weeks? Three weeks. Three weeks out, no, but big announcement. So you're going to want to listen to the podcast because we got a big announcement about some giveaways that are going to happen oh. at the free pint night. Yeah, those are good. Good giveaways. I think they're really good. And my favorite influencer who's helped us out at Mobile Tech, and we'll be at Mobile Tech again with us next year, Christian, Kristen R1 Vet Babe 23, something like that. I don't know. She just hit me up. She will be at SEMA, so she's going to come to the event. Nice. Didn't she work the booth with you guys at uh, Mobile Tech? At Mobile Tech, yeah. And so then this next Mobile Tech coming up in January, she'll be working the booth too. Nice. Yeah. Mobile Tech's also coming to, to Vegas next year. Next year. That's September, though. Yeah. They're but Mobile growing. Tech, man, I don't know. that That's growing on me. It's, it's not bad. It's better than Bud Light, like regular. I would definitely get us more Bud Light regular from now on. But they don't have it at the convenience stores. Oh, you had to go liquor store? I was at QT, and they didn't have it there. Yeah. QT is a local gas station here. Correct. But it's also grown quite a bit through, like, uh, the south. and Arkansas. I mean, I was in South Carolina, and it it's was there. It's not in Texas yet, is it? Uh, yeah. It no, is. I was down in Texas this really? past weekend. Yeah. Jeez. Man. They, they've literally... Ex oh, yeah, yeah. No, they're all over. They didn't... I mean, it wasn't terribly too long ago when they first opened up, was it? Bro, I was a young kid. Really? Yes. So they've been around for a long, but it wasn't like it's I at remember the level it is being now. 
I remember being in, I'm pretty sure it was fifth grade. I was, I was, it was definitely in elementary school and they came around, they had created this place called Safe Place. Yeah. Right? The little yellow. The little yellow signs has like somebody, and they came out to each school and explained to kids, you know, hey, if you see this sign, it's called Safe Place. And in order to kick this off, we want to give you a coupon for a 40, I think it was 25 cents, actually. See the twenty, see the twenty-five cents or forty-nine cents. It was something like that. It was super cheap. You could take this coupon in and get a coolie, full thirty-two ounce coolie, which was a slushy back in the day. Um, that now Come and Go took over coolies. Yeah. Um, and when Quick Trip did away with coolies, probably like ten years ago, I, I, I boycotted Quick Trip for a little bit. I was so hurt. But, <laughs> oh my gosh, you <laughs> No, what was awesome about that coupon is then I fucking laminated that shit because you could do it however you wanted. Like, you could use it as often as you wanted. Oh, my gosh. And there was years later, like, I would keep going in using it, and they were like, man, we haven't seen these in forever. Like, I was the only person around town. Of course you with were. The, and then I lost my wallet, and it was gone. Of course you did. Yeah. It is what it is. Hey. So was it like a, because uh, uh, QT is like a smooth operating machine. Like, was it like that back then, or was it just like a gas station? I mean, I was too young to know. Oh. I mean, we're, we're literally talking elementary. QT is like the, it's like the Walmart of gas stations, in a sense. No, because Walmarts aren't always clean. Neither is QT. Really? Their bathrooms are freaking gross. I hate going there. Their bathrooms are disgusting. But you got high standards. Yeah. Because I've been in quite a few gas stations, and Quick Trip is always has Sorry, better the than... The new come and goes are way more... <laughs> well, yeah, they are, but I'm also talking about, like, come on, you're driving to Florida. Okay. And you pull into some random podunk gas thing. Yeah, of course, but, like... Those are horrible. QT Quick Trip's is a lot better. It should be pristine. It's a fucking gas station. It what do you mean? Matter. That's a... it's disgusting. Well, how are you going to hate on a... Like, it's a gas station. They're there. You're there to buy food and gas... Why does it got to have, like, a pristine Well, service-based businesses... Their like toilets myself. are better than ours in the warehouse. Are you kidding me? Uh, ours is not worse than yours. You're right. It's not worse, but it's not better than Quick Trips. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> but still, you're Quick Trip. <laughs> do, we, like, we gotta, do we really need to go there? <laughs> Quick Trip has, like, a bajillion people coming in and out every single day. I've got seven guys, eight guys coming in and out every day. And they right. come in out once or twice or twice a day. Mm-hmm. Don't care. Well, yeah, I mean, but at least they clean it. I clean it. Crickets. I clean it. You do? I do. Mm, that's good to know. Should we go check? No. Should we do a podcast live check of your bathroom? I don't think so. That's a good call. All right, well, we are done with the pre-roll segment. I was hoping we can get on the phone for then. No, you're not done? Oh. You want to keep rolling? No. Yeah. I think we're good. It's good for a good... That's a good seven-minute pre-roll. Good pre-roll. That's yeah. a long time. Yeah. Definitely. All right. Pre-roll is done. Go to freebeersema.com so you can see and have a beer with R1 Vet Babe. And we've got, I think, four other, five other uh, influencers, different ladies that will be there with us for a fun night of drinking beer. Unlimited beer. From eight to ten. All you can drink. Making your stupid ass <laughs> drunk person hitting on hot chicks is what's going to happen. There's yeah. going to be a, a, a lot of drunk dudes. I'll be working. 
You'll be working. You'll be working. I will be working that pint glass up and down. <laughs> That's right. Twelve ounce curls. My you biceps bet. Are gonna be My huge. biceps are going to be. My biceps are going to be like. Oh. <laughs> Hey, thank you guys so much as always for tuning into the Pints of Polishing Podcast. Stay tuned here in a moment. We will have a really great guest on. Mont- Excited Vegas. about this one. Is it North Lamont? Carolina, South Carolina. I guess we'll find out. That's right. Here we go. Dun, dun, dun. Hey, how's it going? Going well, sir. How are you? We're doing well. Lamont, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, man. Thanks so much for coming on. Hey, well, no problem, no problem. Thank you. Absolutely. All right, so, hey, Lamont, um, tell, tell everybody that's going to listen, tell us, you know, give us, the, give, us the, give us the down low. I mean, who is Lamont? So, who's Lamont? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That's a whole lot to, to tell everybody who Lamont is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, we got some... <laughs> well, good, man. Well, you got one hour... You know, it, oh, 45 it, minutes. It closes <laughs> off at one hour. Okay, well, um, me, myself, Lamont, you know, I'm from New Jersey. I uh, grew up up there, moved to North Carolina back in uh, 2003, I think it was. And, um, you know, growing up, I've just been a passionate guy about always having a clean ride because I always you know, collected cars, Hot Wheels, Matchbox, and things like that. And um, it all started where in high school, you know, as a senior, you know, not a lot of us had cars. And, um, you know, me, I... So where were you at? Where You this you said in high school. Where did you go to high school? Uh, Abraham Clark High School in Roselle, New Jersey. Hmm. DJ, where did you go? I went to Union you were a redskin. I was a redskin. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I'm not going to. You know, I'm a Cowboys fan, so I can't, you know, I'm, you know, no hard feelings. Hey, this is high school. <laughs> Wait, so you're a Dallas Cowboy fan from New Jersey living in <sighs> North Carolina? That's a yes. lot. Yes, yes. There's a long story behind that one. Like, my mom, my dad, my sisters, my brothers, all Giants fans. Oh. I'm the only Cowboys fan. Yeah. I went from I went from a Dolphins fan in like middle school to a Cowboys fan in high school. So Dolphins in middle school, I mean, was this the Dan Marino era? Uh, I believe yeah. Yeah, he was good. I just never I never could be I never was a fan. I don't know why. I always rooted against him. Really? Yeah, I mean, I so when I around that time, yes, I was a cowboy fan because we would watch. I mean, being from Oklahoma, we were Cowboys fans, and my dad was also. We would watch Chief games, but I always liked Elway and would watch the the Broncos too. Like I liked all three of them. Okay. Kind of weird. Yeah. You know, is what it is. All right, so you're li- you're going to the high school. You're you've got a car. You're trying to get it cleaned up. Is that what you said? Yeah, I always like to keep my car clean because my dad, you know, they always kept a clean car. So, ironically, you know, it was more so of because the girls used to love riding my car because my car is cleaner than all the other guys. What you got? What what car? What's your first car? Uh, a Nissan Sentra. It was a uh, 93. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it was 93 stick shift twin uh, cam. I mean, I had that. It was a two-door. Never been saying the two-door cars, but, you know, I guess the reason why is because I'm tall. And uh, I was just like, yeah. Just how big a boy are you? I'm about 6'1", six, 6'2". Six, nice. you do for 10 bucks oh i was just vacuuming out their car and washing them really you know just making sure it smelled good because a lot of them were athletes so i was just like man you gotta put this stuff in the trunk because the <laughs> they don't want to ride in the, in the car with some sneaky gear so it's like you know i'm telling them how they, how they person do it because i kept all my stuff organized in my trunk and i was just like well you know and then when I graduated high school, I went and moved with my mom in Virginia, and I attended Norfolk State University. And um, at that time, you know, trying to go to school, we were living in a, uh, like a townhouse community. And, you know, I was always outside washing my car. And some of the neighbors were a little older and elderly. So they was like, well, okay, can you come, you know, detail my car? And I was like... Oh, okay, I can wash it. And then that's when the whole detailing thing kicked in. That's cool. So how old were you? Uh, I believe I was 17. 17, this was what, 1990 what? Uh, This was 2001. Ah, okay. Yeah. So you're... Actually, I'd be 36. I was going to say, yeah, you're mid-30s. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm also mid thirties. No, yeah, thirty three. No, you're you're forty. What? Yeah. No, man, I'm thirty three yeah, years you old. Definitely bro. hit forty. No, no. Yeah, you're old. Oh, fuck. He's old. He's old. <laughs> it is what it is. All right, so that so that's how you kind of got started cleaning cars. That's cool, man. Yes. Yes. That's awesome. And what's your company name? Uh, my company name is Davis Mobile Detailing. Okay. So are you, you're not strictly mobile, though. You have a shop, too, right? Yes, yes. So we have a shop, um, which we just opened up not too long ago. Okay, um, so you, start, you a, started mobile, then you went shop. Yep, yep. Started mobile, and then I had a lot of people that were asking to do a lot more stuff because I was building it out of my garage. You know, oh, that's cool. Um, so the mobile, your mobile detailing business started out of the garage. Correct. So did you have, I'm the same way. So when I first started, I started out of my garage too. I actually started out of a 99 Ford Contours when I, when it really first, first started. But um, with me, I'd have guys come to my you know house every day, pick up a truck, load up the supplies and so forth, then go out and detail. So was it the same with you? Were you going out with the guys as well? Like how? How did that work, like, out of your home? Like, did you ever feel like you kind of wanted to get away from that because people were always at your house? Or do you think, I mean, how did that, how did that dynamic work? Well, how it actually worked is that it started where I was working a, as a private investigator. I was working a job to where we had to do executive protection, which I was working 12-hour shifts. Mm-hmm. Um, 
What's executive protection? What's that mean? Basically, I was private security. I was in a suit, tie, and had my badge and my gun. And I was basically protecting um, individual CEOs of this company that was selling out, basically, and letting go of thousands of employees. So we had to be hired to go there to protect the the people that were doing the firing. Um, wow. And in between getting off there, I was basically, I had my pressure washer, my generator, my soaps and everything in the back of my 2008 charger. And that's where I was using to go around the people's house to detail cars. Um, and then... So, what, so what, how did you, so DJ started waterless. Is that the way you did too? I mean, if you're out of the back of a charger, how do you, you got a power washer or what are you trying to do? Yeah, I had an electric power washer. Oh. I was using an 1800 power washer and, you know, people were telling me to use their water and their electricity at first. Yeah. I mean, so when I was mobile, I mean, I had the trailer and the tank and that's what everybody always said. They're like, Hey, do you need some water? So I just throw the water hose over into the tank of my water, and like <laughs> I fill up my yeah, like of course. I was like, yeah, I use your water, you know. I mean, because a lot of times, I mean, you only pay cents cents on the gallon. Yeah, you know, so it's not really that much of a big deal, you know. Yeah, I mean, especially here in Oklahoma, I mean, water's cheap. Mm-hmm. Oh, but I always had. Uh, <laughs> it always kills me where I have some people say, "Oh, well." If I let you use my water, how big of a discount do I get? What? And I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, do you know how much it costs? To, how much water I'm using? And how much <laughs> your water? He was like, well, I got a water bill. Yeah, I understand that. <laughs> Here, here's like, 20 cents. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I'll save you about a buck or two. He was like, are you serious? I'm like, yeah, I'm not paying your water bill. That means I'm losing, like, half the money of uh, cleaning your car. That's funny. DJ, how many times did you have to pay a water bill? Uh, never. Well, why not? So you've been completely waterless the whole time? The entire time. And I'm, like I said, I quit the car wash I worked at and went mobile out of my Ford Contour. And I was able to do it out of that car because I had literally spray bottles. Like, I didn't have any water tanks. They didn't have any of that crap. I just literally had... Spray bottle full of waterless, a spray bottle full of all-purpose, leather conditioner, you know, you name it. And that was it. I mean, that's that's how I've been. So, like, if you hand me a power washer right now or some water in, like, a, a bucket for a two-bucket method, I wouldn't know what to do. Oh, man. It would take me forever. <laughs> yeah. He said, oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. It would take, like, <laughs> literally, like, like talking wheels, tires, fender wells, like, I can knock them out way quicker waterless than I could with some freaking water and some soap. It's not going to happen. I, I, I've had, you know, I've had some people tell me, it's like, hey, try this and try that. As I've been growing, you know, at the beginning, I've, I still have some stuff. In my cabinet, in my garage. In your cabinet, in the garage. <laughs> you know, from some waterless stuff. So uh, a company has sent me um, and everything. And I was just like, man. And I guess what happened is that they sent that to me during my Excuse winter me. months. And trying to use it, and it was sitting in the van. It was freezing, so I could never use it. Ah, uh, yeah, mm, that yep, makes sense. Yep, yep. So that kind of gave me that. Oh man, you telling me I can only do this during the hot months? And I was like, eh. so I think that's what actually kind of turned me off a little bit. Hmm. Makes sense. Makes sense. Hey Lamont, so 
You chose Bud Light Platinum. That's is that like your go-to beer? Actually, yes, yes. I like the Bud Light Platinum, um, and it's more so of. I'm, I'm not a really big beer drinker. I'm, I, I used to bartend, and I've never really like. I've, they set a line of beers and everything in front of me in shot glasses, and they said, "All right, try them. See which one you like." And I didn't like beer. It's like Corona I kind of dealt with, um, but the only three that I ever drink, and the only beers that I ever drink, is either Corona, um, Bud Light Platinum, or the Angry Orchard. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't pick Angry Orchard. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's just like one of my, uh, I don't really feel like drinking anything right now, mm-hmm. uh, so I'll just take that. But um, I will say, I used to drink, I think it was called Hornsby? was uh, one of the first hard ciders, like even even before um, Angry Orchard really got popular. Hornsby, uh, and I'd get in a little six-pack. I mean, we're talking 2004. We're talking way back in the day. Um, and I, I would, man, that was so easy to chug down and drink, and I could catch a really quick buzz because it was so easy. Well, and that's why I like the Bud Light Platinum, because I can get a little buzz off these suckers. Oh yeah, no, we're we're yeah we we're two in. Um, Are you? Almost, yeah. It's I've got a little light, little buzz. I'm. I, so, I, so you're not I a beer like drinker. It. So what's your? So what are you? Uh, whiskey, vodka, Crown Apple. That's right. Oh, Crown Apple. I wanted to call it, but I didn't want to do it. Mm. That's it. All right, man. The only I can only roll with that. Like, That's it. That's all I do. I love Crown. Because <laughs> like me and my friends, like you know, because in this city of Greensboro where I'm at, um, because Wait, of, like, so, yeah, so where are you? Greensboro, North Carolina. Okay. Yeah, here, you know, in between, like, I've always had multiple jobs, you know, just because I just like to see money grow. And, you know, I was just like, alright, well, doing my private investigating, you know, doing the security stuff on the side, I've built a lot of relationships with a lot of club owners. And, you know, me not being that much of a club guy and always going out and everything. I just always worked and um, built that relationship with folks. And so it's just like, I just always, you know, I'll go to the bar. They, get, they just always know what I was going to drink. Cause I really didn't drink a lot. And we, I used to be a Ciroc guy. Mm. And then all of a sudden, shout out to P Diddy. Yeah. 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 P Diddy, you know, and, before then, I was a goose guy, and goose? one night we went out. Goose. Yeah. Oh, great goose! Goose gets you loose, and that one last time when I drank that goose, and we had, man, I, that, I had the worst morning of my life. <laughs> Never again did I drink goose again. All right, so, so can you remember the very first sip of alcohol you ever had? No, you don't. Nope. I I can. Yeah. You can? I was 16 years old at um, Hampton University at a fraternity party with my cousin. What fraternity? I had to drive him home. I think he was a, is it Cap? Ah. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Yeah, we don't like Kappas. Who doesn't like Kappas? Sigmas don't. Is there only two? Is there a Sigma or a Kappa? What's what's the whole... uh, What's the uh, what's the lineup there? No, there's a couple different ones. So, 
but kappas, we'd always, when we would do our line dancing, we'd throw this up and then we'd go, whoosh. You throw up the cap aside. Everyone can see that, Marty. You can all see Right, it. I know. It's a podcast, right? You can all Just see imagine it. a white guy around a bunch of black dudes dancing, and it's like this like, didn't white dude that didn't college? like... No, I didn't go to an all-black college, but I joined an all-black fraternity. There you go. And we'd like throw up the cap aside, and we'd, we'd you know, give the like neck cut. You couldn't dance, though. Oh, not at all. They would. It so was they... funny. I In my senior year, I rented a, a house, and all my fraternity brothers would come over... And I remember them like trying to through the living room turn on music and try and they would literally try and help me learn to dance. You can't dance though. I know I can't. That's why I just said. Well, I mean, but that's a big part of it. How in the world did they let you get? Married? I don't know. A lot. Yeah, uh, yeah, he, yeah. They must have. They must have hazed the heck out of you. Four weeks and two days. I had I had guys from so I was in a town called Arkadelphia, which is over by Hot Springs, kind of like southern middle part of Arkansas, and I would have guys come from northern parts of our. They would drive three or four hours just to, and I, I mean they would literally come down and make us get in line, and they would look at me and and they would like I drove three and a half hours to come down and beat a white guy's ass. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and they made me get in the cut just so that they could hit a white guy. Jeez. Yeah. I, I thought about joining the fraternity, but uh, yeah, I just didn't have the time. Didn't dedicate it at that time. It, it took a lot. Yeah, it took a lot of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Hey, sensitive topic there, Marty. No, it was not sensitive at all. I was asking the question. My ass was sensitive. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. like, like I wore as much padding as I could. My ass got fucking beat. Um, Uh, Yeah, actually, our homecoming for one of our big colleges here is um, the first weekend of November. So that's coming up. Nice. Which is A and T University. So it's a big, big thing when it comes to North Carolina. Um, all right, so that's your first taste of alcohol was picking up your brother from a fraternity party. Cousin from a fraternity oh, party. I went I with him, and he was just like, just don't tell nobody. Here you go. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so he was like, this is the life, you know. Nice. Um, and I, I think that's the reason why I wanted to go to Hampton University when I first got to college. I was like, man, I remember my first experience going to college. <laughs> of course, it was a party drinking with a bunch of girls. Man. How old were you? Yeah. I think I was like 16, 15, 16 years old. Hey, that's a cool cousin right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He's a pilot now for uh, United Airlines. Nice. DJ can't remember his because he was like seven. Dude, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> my uncle was like, here, taste this, man. Like, <laughs> it went, man, it was, it was, taste this, little man. Cool. Wish I could have had some cool family back then. That's but, how. Know, I grew well, up my my military family, dad. Oh, Ooh. my family was more like I'd rather you do it with us than anywhere else. So oh, understandable. That's how I was raised with everything. So mine, I I made this random. I was, you know I grew up playing football and baseball and made this random baseball team. Uh, I would have been in seventh grade. And it was a um, competitive league here in Tulsa where um, guys actually owned teams. And then those, those teams were sponsored by this guy, you know, whether it's a company or what. So mine was the Boomer McSpadden Rangers. And he had this whole warehouse, like, 
almost the size of like this one and the next one, like a massive warehouse and it was all stock. So he had a bar for all the adults. There was pitching mounds, hitting cages. We had a freaking huge uh, refrigerator full of, I remember always going there and getting a Butterfinger ice cream bar and getting Gatorade. And then they were always stocked with Pepsi and all that. Like, and then we would go there all the time at night just to go hang out. Like, right. Like you had full on video games Everything you could want as a kid, and that's where we went and hung out, and the hmm. parents would just drop us off, and we'd go play baseball and, you know, goof off and do whatever, and there was a night that was like, hey, let's raid the bar. So I would at seventh, and it, I, the story comes from, because you were talking about vodka, the first drink I ever had was a shot of vodka. At the? At that, at that spot, and I remember the, that feeling of it going down, and that dry, you know. Hell, didn't it? That heat was was very intense. <laughs> yeah, I guess it put some hair on your chest at a young age, huh? <laughs> Man, <laughs> it made me go, whoa! <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey, so uh, I like it. I think it's a pretty good beer, Bud Night Platinum. At first, when we started drinking it, I was like, eh, but it's growing on me. Could be the alcohol content. It's only 6%, Marty. 6%, yeah, 6%. Well, it's better than most. uh, We just here in Oklahoma have celebrated moving into from 3.2 to now we can get 6% cold beer, which has been a a very wonderful thing for us. You don't have that problem, though, do you? No, no. We we used to have a, a law to where... They didn't allow like certain areas to have like liquor, hmm. um, especially on Sundays. Like they don't allow it to be sold um, during a certain hour until on Sundays, because um, it was like a dry well area. You know, they was like, oh no, you can only buy like beer during this time. But some of the grocery stores didn't even carry wine and alcohol. Yeah. So, so college, um, I went to school in a dry county. Ew. There was no beer in the entire county. That's horrible. We had to drive like 30, 40 minutes away to go get a beer. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> yeah. Another reason why I didn't even really drink beer a lot, because a lot of times I saw people that drank beer and they had to go to the bathroom all the time. And I'm like, uh, so I, was like I like to have, I like the conversations. That's true. Just talking. Yeah, that's true. Like, why y'all always gotta keep walking away? And once you break the seal, it's over. It's over. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Lamont. So you said in a text message, really cool. You have a really interesting collection. Tell us about your collection and what got you into it. Oh man. So as a kid, and I mean as a kid, um, like growing up, like right now, my son is two and a half. Nice. And. I'm starting him off the same way my parents started me off is where they give me Hot Wheels and Matchbox cars. Hey, Lamont. (laughs) Lamont. Hey, ask DJ what he's doing. What are you doing, DJ? Hey, DJ, what are you doing? I'm using the bathroom. Ah, you start talking about taking a piss and what he, he's in there. (laughs) He tried to like nice and sneak away and like. Quietly said it. I called him out, Lamont. I did it, man. Uh, do you see? I That's had what to. We're talking about like we're talking. I had to. I literally. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Oh, man, we got to hold the conversation. Jake. I Come put back. my mic down gently, and no one knew I walked away. Well, he told us to the Matchbox, and you had to call me out. Asshole. Back to the story, Lamont. Jeez. Oh, man. Perfect you. you did. You slipped away. But he just talked about going to the bathroom and drinking beer. I had to call you out. Oh, and because your seal broke before mine. That's true. Oh, wow. That's very true. Normally, Lamont, I'm the dude that's pissing like I'm every like, dude, five minutes. I just started walking down the strip. Like, if we're I know, right? I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm always taking a pee. Anyway, um, sorry. So, you, yeah. Tell us, tell us about your collection. Oh, yeah. So, I, um, I started collecting cars, and then, you know, uh, every time I went to the store, like Walmart or Target or. You know, even Toys R Us, like, they knew that that was my thing. That's I can be upstairs, play with these things for hours, and they have to come upstairs to check on me because they're like, yo, you've been quiet. And so they just started to see that, hey, the way to keep him out of getting out of trouble is buy him cars and go ahead and make the basement and the attic into his play area. And I actually built cities of uh, buildings, like houses, and everything like that in my attic. As a kid. Was it Legos? No. No, no. It was actually like houses that were, like I just got online and people would build these model houses. And um, a lot of times like Matchbox was good with, uh, you buy a set of cars for a fire station and they had a fire station with it. And that's what I did. Because my cousin, you know, he, Dow is a pilot, he collected airplanes and he built a airport in his attic. That's pretty cool. So, so he was doing airplanes and airports, and you were doing cars, and now look at the both of you. Yeah. Yeah, so my, my That's mother awesome. and my aunt, they always laugh about that all the time because they're like, look at these two. I was like, well, you know, hey. And so you kept them, like, all that from a kid, and you still have your whole collection? I do. Yes, I do. Uh, actually, it's in my – actually, I have my collection from a kid, and then I still, to this day – Every once in a while, for myself, a little selfish, when I go to the store and I see a new car, concept car or something like that, I buy it and put it in my box. <laughs> but then I buy one for my son. <laughs> so oh, we, hell yeah, man. That's awesome. You know, he has his own. So I said eventually one day when he really knows, then I'll give him my collection and then he can pass it on down, you know. But I have, I think when I went and got it appraised, they said, man, you have so many of the cars that are still in boxes, still in good condition, that you could put a down payment on the house. I said, I'm pretty sure. You'd never sell them? No, never. So are you going to give them to your son? Yeah, <laughs> when he gets older. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we get another house, um, I will have the uh, man cave on one side, but I will let him build a city because I've always wanted to do it again. So that's one of my uh, goals is to win and get a bigger house, get a nice size uh, garage built on top of it to build a, another city. That's cool. That's really cool. Yep, because I got to build a Davis Mobile Detailing Shop. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. All right, so hey, we're going to talk a lot tonight. Um, thank you for giving us a lot of background info. We're going to talk a lot of tonight about community. Um, so. Why don't you tell us, and DJ, you tell us, like, so that we can kind of get an idea, um, 
who's your team? How many you got? Tell us about them. You know, give us a quick update so we can really get into how to take a team and build a community around them. Sure. Okay. You want to go first? Yeah, go first. Hell yeah. Um, so we're a, a mobile detailing company. So we've got, we run two-man crews. So we have three trucks. We run two-man crews. So we've got six detailers that work. My wife works in the office and does all the back-end email marketing, all that kind of stuff back there. Um, systems, procedures, protocol, all that kind of crap. Um, but, yeah, so we run a, a team of six detailers right now. Um, definitely way understaffed for the uh, amount of work we have going on. But it, our hiring process is kind of uh, tedious, so it takes a while for us to hire someone on, uh, which is why we don't have the staff we need for the demand. But um, that's pretty much you know how well, large I our, mean, who are they? Like, how many guys? Who are they? Okay, so we've got, right now we're at, so we had one guy leave. So right now we're at four, four guys right now. So we've got Hayden, who is uh, operations supervisor. So he pretty much manages all the uh, team members. Um, he manages pretty much kind of a um, filter from the to the guys to me. Um, so anytime there's like an issue where they call him and he handles all that kind of stuff, which helps me a lot when it comes to, you know, scheduling or the stuff I need to do in the field and so forth. So um, we've got another guy. His name is Sai. He came on not long ago. Um, he's got a couple of certifications in detailing. Sai's cool. Sai is really, really good. Yeah. You took a photo of him the other day and yeah. put him on Instagram. He's just got this biggest smile. Like he's that, a very like. That was a fake smile because his real smile is huge. Yeah. he's. I mean, he's in a big personality. He, like, he comes in. Always I'm, smiling. If I'm in a bad mood, he comes in and he just like, good morning. It's 645. I'm like, how are you happy mm -hmm. and smiling right always. now? Always. <laughs> but this dude like literally like, will light up your energy. He's he's amazing. He's a great detailer. He's going to go. Um, he's going to go far in life for sure. Um, and then we've got AJ, who's more of the creative mind of the company. Like he does a lot of video a lot of video, so right now he's going to school for videography, cinematography, and stuff like that. Um, so come January 1, he'll start moving into more of a position of videography for the company and less detailing, um, which is going to be really good for marketing purposes and so forth. Um, and we have Jake. Jake is a, a great detailer, super fun guy to work with. Um, he actually has a business as well. He does uh, spray and bed liners. And uh, just recently, he partnered with a company. He's able to do, like, LED lights and stuff like that. So he's more moving more into the um, aftermarket. That's why he hit me up earlier. Yeah. <laughs> he's straight sales mode. Oh, yeah. Always sales. Yeah, he was like, hey, man, so, you need some off-road lights on that Jeep. I yeah. was like, no, I don't yeah, it's, need off-road lights no, yeah, on you my do. Jeep. So Jake's Always super cool. Like he's that. an entrepreneur. Like he'll send me emails like, "Hey, how do I respond to this?" Like I'm really trying to help him build his business because I understand. I've come to the point in my life that I understand the guys that work for me aren't going to stay with me forever. So if I can help them get to the next level of life, especially if they're going in business for themselves, like I'm literally an open book. Like, knowing they're going to leave. Like the more I help them, the quicker they're going to leave. But it doesn't matter to me because I want them to do what, what I did when I was their age as well. But that's cool. Like, if you can develop him and then he goes and starts an aftermarket yeah. care business. Like, well, now we can partner. Then you can partner. Yeah. Like, if you like, Absolutely. you got somebody that just bought a Jeep, you can deck it out. Yep. He can do it and yep. sub it out. Like, yep. definitely. Love Jake. He's awesome. Um, and then we have some other guys that just recently, like, moved, moved out of state or changed jobs and so forth. So we're kind of like... 
we're well understaffed right now, but um, yeah, that's, that's the current staff. My wife, she does a lot of the um, um, like email marketing, so we touch clients all the time through email marketing, social media, um, you know, data entry, not, not data entry, but more like um, analyzing the current data, so how many deluxe details have we had in the past month, why, how can we get more, what are our biggest upsells, just really just digging into the data of the company from all the systems that we have in place. So she's definitely a um, probably the biggest key player we have, honestly. Yeah, she's also really great at having lunch, too. Uh, yeah, she, she's the only team of EcoGreen that actually has lunch with Total Auto Solutions mm-hmm. team members. That's wonderful. Because we're actually out working in the field with our hands while you guys are in the office. You're working with your hands? I'm working with my hands. Mm. I'll leave that alone. Yeah, Moving on. Yeah. I'll leave that alone. <laughs> Introducing Lamont Davis, <laughs> Lamont's team. What are you guys, what's your, what's your team, what's their roles, what's up? Okay, so I've recently just grew my team. Um, most, for the longest time, it's just been me and like two other guys that I've had that's been rolling with me for the last four years. Hey, Lamont, and I'm sorry... We started with you got into cleaning cars. Oh, yeah, yeah. But we don't know. Like, give us, like, a, an elevator pitch. That's 30 seconds. Like, you, you, you were in high school cleaning a car. How did you get to where you're at? Okay. So, high school, cleaning cars, graduated high school, got to college, then started detailing cars out of my mom's house. And at the point to where... You know, I'm doing it while my mom's at work because she worked eight to five. So then she comes to me like after a couple months and she says, hey, do you know why my water bill is so high? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, no. Well, <laughs> my water bill and electricity bill, it's been elevated a lot. And I'm just trying to figure out like, what's going on? I was like, oh, well, I was washing people cars over at the house. They would bring them by, you know, during the day since I was at school at night at times. So. I was just making a little bit of money. She and said, now no, you have I'm going to teach you how to own and run your own business. Nice, man. That's and awesome. Because my mom and my dad, they owned their own business together. Me growing up, she owned the hair salon and the barbershop and um, a nail salon. So then it was really a family-run business, and I always had to work to register. So I kind of had that aspect of the office stuff growing up, learning how to do that. Um then uh, I left school and moved to North Carolina back in 2003. Um, I started volunteering at a fire department um, and always cleaned my car. And then again, they was like, hey, man, can you get my car? And it was just something just to, you know, to do. They paid me a little bit of money. And then, but fire to, firefighters, they all got big behind trucks. So I was just like, yeah, man, I'm doing a lot of work. I'm going to have to give me some more money going out here. And, um, and then that's what, it just was a side hustle. You know, I've always had another job, always in management. And, um, so then in 2013, you know, I had graduated, um, school for the third time with my, uh, bachelor's degree in criminal justice. But then I was working as a private investigator while I was in school. So when I graduated, I could be working six months out of the year, but then six months not working. So that's when I decided that, you know what, let me take something I'm passionate about and go make money. And that's where I started detailing, and Davis Mode Detailing evolved. 
um, back in March 13th, 2013. Nice. So, and it's 2018 yeah, now, so. so four years. No. Yeah, so 13 I've just and been, 18. Oh, 13, 18. Hey, grab us another beer, why don't you? Hey, chill out. Yeah. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Lamont, remember he went to Union High School. <laughs> hey, I, I did go to Union. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So tell us about your team now. Okay. So now I have a team of uh, basically six people right now that are consistent. Um I have my administrative assistant, which her name is Kiana. She handles taking the um, phone calls, answering emails that are sent into our box that I get a copy of. But usually a lot of times she'll try to respond to it before I do as she knows or reach out to me just in case I missed it. Man, I need um, one of those. Me yeah, and emails don't get along. What do you say? Yeah, it, it's, it's rough. It's rough because we get a lot, even though we get a lot of spam messages of people that keep telling me, hey, try this coding, try this coding. And, and I'm like, okay, and, you know, come get this loan and all this other business stuff. And I'm like, ugh. So a lot of times, like, she filters out a lot of stuff for me because my phone stays ringing all the time, text messages, phone calls, emails. So um, it just allows me to focus more on building the brand. Um, and, but like I say, she handles appointments and, you know, uh, telling people about the services and everything like that. Um, the other girl that I have, uh, her name is Courtney. She's new. She's been with me about six months now, maybe less. Um, but she's one of my shop managers. So she basically details during the day cause she watched her kid at night, but she's very, um, I met her at a car show because she was a part of the car club that I was with, with the Dodge Triad Mopars, since we had Chargers. Um, she got on board. She's great. She pays attention to detail. And she really helps to manage, you know, the uh, scheduling and, um, and then also marketing. Um, the other person I have, his name is Patrick. He's on a part-time basis, but he's also a manager that he helps on marketing side as well because he's really good with doing that. Um, and detailing as well. Um, my other guy that I have is my lead detailer. He's been with me for over four years now. Wow. Uh, his name is Damien. Um, you know, he was a young kid growing up, pulled him underneath my wing. He's like a little brother to me. Um, he's a hustler. He makes sure that, you know, I, I don't have to ask him for much. You know, he just, he knows that we got to be out there to get the money, to make sure the customers are happy 110%. He's, he's all out there. That's what he does. Um, and then I recently just received, uh, got two high school kids, um, which they used to come out to the car shows I all, always ran, our cars and coffee here. Um, and, you know, they came out to our grand opening at our shop in our lounge area, and they always came around, hung around. You know, they always wanted to make, you know, their car was always clean, so I gave them a shot. And they handle... Um, the weekends and also in the evenings sometimes. So when we have like a paint correction and ceramic coating, I've showed them how to do it. So they actually helped me on that part. Instead of me taking days to get it done, they come in there and help through a little bit at a time. That's cool. So I, I, I kind of lost count. I was trying, I was trying to stay, stay going with it, but you've got so many people and I'm now on my third beer. So <laughs> <laughs> about six. 
About six? I, mean, I, I, have, I have some others that are the seasonal guys that, you know, they kind of come in and go whenever, you know, they have time from their full-time job and their families. But they dedicate a lot of people that, you know, just like, you know, where, you know, he said that he loves to help educate his team members, help get them to the goal line, you know, of, you know, making their lives better, even if they going to school for this. And, you know, I, I do the same. I tell them, I was like, hey, anything I can do to help you grow, either it's with me or not with me here, you know, I'm going to be that person. I'm not one of those types that be like, oh, well, you know, you're trying to go somewhere else or you're trying to go to school to be something else that doesn't involve me, so I'm not going to pay no attention. No. I'm all about Because I've had people that inspired me that has, um, to this very day, that mentor me, you know, um, to help me grow and become the person I am today, you know, especially my mom. It's my a big deal, right? Biggest, oh, yeah, definitely, because, you know, uh, even though it's just like other detailers in this area, um, you know, uh, we work together on stuff. You know, there are some that don't like to, you know, and I'm like, there are way too many cars out here for one person to do, you know, Um you know, that's why we all just, you know, sometimes I have some guys that, you know, they hit me up because they're overbooked or they, they can't do something. They're not sure how to do it. They don't have the right equipment. And they ask me, and I'm like, hey, well, this is what you need to do. Do you not have it? If I have an extra polisher, or extra rubes, you can borrow it. Here you go. Yeah. Awesome, man. Hey, so tell me, when you're drinking, are you drinking the Bud Light right now with us? Oh yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> he said, "Oh yes, sir." <laughs> nice. All right. So, what what do you like about Blood, Bud Light Platinum versus regular Bud Light? Like, why is it your go-to? You said you don't drink a lot of beer, but we're gonna pop into another one. like sometimes some beers you drink it gives you that some beers just give you that awful taste mm-hmm. you know when you're drinking it either too bitter i mean it's just like wine almost you know because i drink wine every once in a while um and i'm like oh man some beers just like it's just like almost tastes like gasoline and i'm like Ugh. like if i'm gonna spit out fire i probably will um but i just like did it, you know, say the beer okay. tastes like gasoline there's some beers that I feel like it tastes like Please wrestling. let me know which beer that is. Yeah. We need some oh, gasoline man. beer. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's got to be an IPA. Uh, I mean, there's so many breweries. I don't know. In North Carolina and Greensboro alone is ridiculous. Like, there are always people here in this city making and crafting beers. Right. It's the thing to do now. I mean, they're all over the place. Yeah, and I'm like, oh. So I tell people all the time, they be like, Lamont, try this, man. Tell me what you think. Because at my new spot, at our lounge, we have either beer vendor or wine vendor come up there and just, you know, different vendors come up there just to bring out some different things to taste. And I'm like, oh, okay. And I was like, oh, man, I just can't get into it like that to just try all these different ones. Okay. All right, let's Say, back up. Yeah, hold on. You said, <laughs> yeah, you said something about your lounge? <laughs> Tell me, like, what, what, what do you mean your lounge? Oh, so... The other part of the other business that I owned is called Auto Vault NC. It's Greensboro's first luxury storage facility. So we have a clubhouse for memberships. It's a member lounge only, big screen TV. But what do you mean club? Like, so what do you, 
give me the, like the nuts and bolts of it. Well, basically, it's a hangout spot people can come to that are members. That it has big screen TVs, pool table, poker table, ping pong table, conference room. It's just like a, a meetup spot for car enthusiasts. Huh. So it has a bar there, basically everything that you can think of, just like to come hang out and be around other people or to get away from the house. So do you guys have like events set up each time or is it just like whenever you want to come through? Well, no, you, you, members can come through whenever they want. So um, because it's like What's a member? What I mean, what does that mean? Like people so just pay you to come hang pay, out? Or? Yeah, they pay monthly to come there whenever they want to come there because it's just not like an open bar where anybody can just walk off the street and come into do they have so like when you say auto vault? Isn't that what you said? Mm-hmm. So yeah, because so, they actually store their cars there. Okay, nah, there we go. Okay. There we go. I thought you were just saying you had like a private place that people pay yeah. you to come drink. No, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's that, but then also the other flip side of it is that it's the storage facility. So it has like ten thousand square feet of storage. So we store Porsches, Lamborghinis, Ferraris, all kinds of stuff. And then people pay you to store, and then part of storing your car... You have access to... They can come into, like, the, the, the Ballers Club. Shop. Yep, they get discounts on detailing services, mobile, and also in the shop, because it's both connected together. How'd you come up, like... I think we both have chubbies right now. Like, that's really <laughs> freaking awesome. How, like, how'd you come up with that? So, within the business over the last two years... Um, I had a lot of customers. I, I, I like to be basically be a personal assistant to my customers, you know, especially for their car. So every once in a while they say, hey, man, do you know someone that does this? Do you know someone that does this? Um, hey, you don't got time. I got to go get an oil change and everything. So I was like, you know what? There has to be something I can do to add an, an extra revenue or another convenient thing that I can provide to my customers um, that will be good. And the concierge service is a part of that vault to which I was like, Hey, you know, you need an oil change. You need your tires rotated. You need to get new tires. You need to get a radio put in window tinting. Let me know. I'll go ahead and have one of my guys or my assistant come get your car. We'll take care of it. And also detail your vehicle at the same time. You just pay us just for providing you that service. Um, and then, you know, I was like, okay, so then, Everyone on my clients, they have extra vehicles. Their wives always talked about, man, how are we going to store all these cars? Where are we going to put these cars at? Some of, some of my clients got lifts. So they put lifts in the garage, modified the garage, but then they still want more cars. So some of them were paying at storage units to put their cars in. So we had to go there, get the keys from them, go get the go to the storage unit, get the car pulled out. You know, dusty as all can be, humid inside these storage units. You know, it's just like uncomfortable. Like you got to squeeze your way in there. So over time, I was like, you know what? There's one place I kept looking at for almost two years that it was just sitting there. The people owned the building. They didn't really care. They was just paying the paying the, the mortgage anyway. So I had a friend. He came to me about an idea what he wanted to do, and I was like, you know what? I can add to that. Let's go ahead and create this a company and that's how the olive vault came about that's pretty sweet so how many members do you have uh we got over about 15 so far nice oh yeah and they can basically just come and go as they choose um during certain hours so like you know right now it's from nine 
to 8 o'clock at night um, is when they can come in. So not 2 a.m. Um, in the morning they can't come show off their cars to, to their homies <laughs> after the bar? Uh, well, uh, they can. Um, we actually have a big, giant glass that um, that sit right next to the bar to where you can see all the exotic cars parked in there. But we don't allow members to go back there. So the bar is open until 2 a.m.? Well, it's sometimes. Just all depends if we have special events. Right huh. now, we're not open that much um, because we haven't opened it up as a full blown out bar yet. It's more so of we bring like our members, depending on their membership, get complimentary drinks. So the higher up you go, the more drinks you get, and then the per dollar amount you get per month. Huh. But once we open up the bar bar, you know, to where it'll be open up until 2 a.m then that's when they'll start to have to pay for alcohol. So we're just waiting for the liquor license to come in. Oh, gotcha. Nice. So it's just a little getaway for them to come drink. and hang. It's sort of like a country club. Yeah. That's what it is. It's a country it. club that's for nice. car enthusiast people. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's awesome, man. Yep. Yep. So there's a couple of them around here in the United States. Some of them are way larger, been around longer. Um, but we're the first here in Greensboro, North Carolina. They have another one in Raleigh, North Carolina, which their storage unit is twice our size, but our lounge area is twice their size. So they kind of did it at a small scale. Um, But, you know, most of the cars that are stored there is the guy that owns the company. It's most of his cars that's parked in there, his collection. So Okay, cool. All right, so let's get into some practical things because we talked about the – the amount of the amount of crew that you guys have, um, you know, and I think uh, I think DJ, I think why don't you explain? You were on his Instagram, or somehow you guys connected. What drew you to bring Lamont on uh, the team? So initially, I thought. So you posted a photo on your Instagram of your team. You guys are doing some you know silly poses or whatever. But I was like, man, like, like. I've always wanted to have a family business, and I'm like, that's really cool. Like, and no offense, like, I'm black, so I don't care if I say this or not, but, like, you look like family because you're all black. Like, you guys look like you guys are together. You're family. I'm like, man, that's really cool. And you remember I messaged you. I said, hey, what's it like to have family-owned business? And you're like, we're not all family. I'm like, oh, how are you guys mesh so much like you do? And, you know, uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of how it came about. It's like I wanted to really bring on to the podcast, like, family-owned businesses, how you um, operate a business as a family because it's really hard to work a family. When I first started, it was always my sister, my brother, my dad. Like, someone's always helped me in the business at all, and it was was hard to do it. Like, I can write a book on it. It was really, really hard. Um, So I wanted to know how you gotten so large and had family members working for you, but it comes out you don't. So how do you have that kind of, like, team like environment where everyone's happy you guys are goofy having you know a good time and also still get work done and be the boss as well like i guess it's kind of how it came about it's not easy yeah (laughs) because you gotta switch you gotta you gotta switch roles i mean you know one time like hey guys we're gonna sit down we're gonna take this really funny photo of you know you putting the polish above my head and we're just gonna do this all this funny stuff the next minute they might like i don't know back a car into a pole, I don't know, whatever it may be. Or the, oh, I gotta leave early. Or I gotta leave early, or I'm yes. sick, or they yes. call in, or their work is shitty, like, I don't know what, it, but how do you switch, like, from 
great culture to I'm the boss, and I gotta put put my hand down. Well, like I say, it's not easy. For one, it's just like you know, growing you know, growing the business. It was like my mom, my you know, giving me advice on how to do this, how to do that. My dad, like I said, my dad was military. So I don't know if any of y'all know how it is to have a military yep. parent, and especially as a dad, as a gunner sergeant, like for the drill, like it ain't easy. <laughs> so it's just like with him, you know, he'll say something. It's just like he doesn't say it on a comforting level. It's just like a da, 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 like a barking orders type. And I'm like, okay, then, then mom comes across. So, you know, seeing how they grew the business to where my mom, my dad owned it. My brother, he was a barber. And then he also was a nail tech. So he, he's basically the guy that was all around. So it's just like, um, but with me, I always, like, jobs that I've had to where I was underneath someone, like with the private investigating, I was the only minority of it. But at the same time, they always treated me like family, like I was one of his sons. And, you know, I was with them for over eight years. And, you know, just seeing how to have people that work for you, that treat you like family, to let you know, it's more so an ability to come to me. Like he always said, if you have a problem, whether it's personal, regarding work, you know, you have a problem with something, don't hesitate. I'd rather you come to me and tell me about it before messing up, if you're unsure about stuff. Like it was always one of those things where I always felt comfortable to come to him about stuff. And he always said, when you run your own business, you would notice that those people that you value more will always make sure that they do their hardest and they do their best for you. And I did that. Like, I can come to him about anything. He made sure he paid me well. If I had a problem with something, I could go to him. Everyone in the office was always like that. And I was, they all had me by 20 years and eight. Like, I was the youngest. So they always expected a lot out of me. So when it came to me running my own business, like I, I got it to the point to where I couldn't handle it all by myself. So when I was in college, um, one of the girls that I was in school with, she was older than I was, but she had a son. He came to work for me when she heard about my business. So, you know, we were cool. You know, he was a great kid. Then he came on and he brought his friend on because, again, we started getting so busy that it was more than what we both can handle. And then I always was in school, and I also still worked another job. So they basically ran the business while I wasn't there. And, of course, we always had issues that we had to, you know, you know, um, iron out to get better at. But communication was always the big key, is that we always communicated to tell each other what's going on, what we're trying to do. And I just kept continuing that on. Each time we grew more and more and more. So the team I have now, I always tell them when we have our weekly meetings, like we're like family. You know, we all laugh, joke around. But when it comes down to business, it's going to come down to business. They know me. You know, I'll do a team outing every once in a while to where we'll go out to the bar. Um, I'll rent out a space to where we can just go there, get in the bottle or whatever they want. But it's always on a Saturday when we're closed on a Sunday. So how often do you do that? Is that like a monthly deal, a quarterly deal? Quarterly. It's quarterly. So, so what all what what different things have you done, you know, as like outings, so to speak? 
So we've done a um, it's a bar that kind of changes into a club. We've rented out the VIP section right next to the DJ booth. I want them to all have the attention. Um, <laughs> we've gone to Top Golf, which is this big old place that you can go play golf yeah. at. Um, and then we also did the GoPro, where they can actually go race cars, oh. um, do the race car thing. So those are some of the type of activities. And then sometimes we'll go to the um, get everyone that has family, their boyfriend, their girlfriend, their wife, will go play um, bowling. So that way it's not always just like a, you know, going to go drink type um, atmosphere. But, you know, at the same time, I try to keep it professional. Hey, Lamont. at the same time. Lamont, man, saying, this, like, this is pints podcast. Like, We're all about drinking. All about drinking. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, hey, this is like, I mean, we, we have fun. You know, but at the same time, I like with me, like I'm like the daddy, the mama bear. Like yeah, I, I, I get worry it. about my team. Yeah, I watch after my team. You know, if they're going through something, you know, I always pull them aside. Hey, things are going all right. Because I always tell them, I say, hey, if you have a problem, leave it in the car before you come inside. Because at the same time, I tell everyone to say, hey, your actions speak louder than words. So sometimes you may not realize people are paying attention. But they do, you know, and like with us, I'm like, hey, you know, we give customer service very, I tell myself I'm very particular about customer service uh, because I always believe in you screw one customer up, they'll go tell 10 people and they'll write a bad review one time, even if you went and detailed their car eight times and they've been satisfied every single time and not leave one review. But that one time, you know, you do something wrong. You know, and it might not even be your fault. It might just be something that they might have saw, and they'll go right. So we trying to push to always make sure that hey, you know, be professional all the time whenever you're around customers. DJ, so what um, what different events have you done? Uh, same thing. We did um, what was it? We did flying tea a few times. He's a top golf. We have here is called flying tea. So we went about three p.m. You know, got off work early. Uh, you know, they went home, grabbed their wives, changed up, showered, and all that good stuff. And uh, we came back and we just, you know, hit some golf balls, got a bunch of appetizers out. You know, uh, it was just a good time, like off the clock, still during the day, like you know, and uh, it just really builds, uh, um, builds definitely builds the team up. So um, we do a lot of Christmas event. Every Christmas we have a dinner, of course, or we bring, you know, we go to a really really nice. Uh, dinner somewhere. We give gifts to the employees or see the team members and also their wives as well. Um, no, hold on. So that seems to be a trend in business, so dinners, to speak. Yes. No, not Christmas dinners. Used to be called employees. Now, yeah, I don't know why I hate that word because people say employees all the time, so I get like. I'm trying to break that habit of even like and why? Back that's on. that's what I was. Gonna, I hate the word. That's employees, what I was going to ask. And why? Why? Never what's will the you deal? see it in our marketing, in our social media. You won't ever see the word employee because I don't feel like because employee to me seems like you work for me and you're you're literally you're a body to help my company grow. Whereas team member is like I'm humble and I truly understand that if you don't show up for work. I don't have a business, so you're a part of my team. You contribute, and that is what it is. So that's I, I literally cannot stand just the word employee when you're talking about it. It's, it's just I don't it. 
we're, it's more of a team. So that we can have, I mean, Lamont, you got this great business. You got this other, like, you know, the auto vault, all this other stuff. But without the people that are there with you, you wouldn't be who you are, where you are in life. So that's your team Correct. that's behind you that helps you get to where you need to be. That's what I believe in. Yeah, that's why I call them my family. That's like, right. You know, yeah, exactly. I keep my team like my family because they always say, oh, you can always rely on family. You can always. And then, like you're saying, like, oh, all my employees. Like, you know, I, I don't feel like I, I. They never feel like I'm superior to them. A lot of times we have events and stuff like that, and people say, oh, that's the owner of the company, but that's his team over there. They know I don't ever bark at my team or anything like that to, to talk down to them ever in front of anyone like we have discussions I'm, I'm not an argument type guy that's the reason why it's just like we have discussions um and then evaluations and everything like that say hey we gotta do this we gotta do that but never do they feel like they don't even call me like they play around all right apologize we had to st- to cut it off because they only give us an hour. Uh, but Lamont, we're back live. Thank you so much for the time that you're taking for us. Um, I know you got young son and I know you're super busy with everything. Um, we'll kind of wind it down here a little bit. Um, but I wanted to go into, cause I think like there's guys that will listen and they've got team members and okay, cool. You guys are big on community and supporting your, it's not employees, they're team members. Uh, you know, and you're you're trying to help them develop things in their life. DJ, I know you mentioned that you're trying to help guys that have their own business. Or I think you've even said in the past you really want to make sure that they move on with the next step in their life because you know that they won't be detailing for you forever. It's not going to be like a full-time career. But maybe you could bring a couple people. I think there's maybe some that have been with you a little I've bit. Like, right now that are definitely like they, could, they could literally Absolutely. they could stay with you for a bit because you're taking care of them. Yep, that's right. So, but let's 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 give some guys some practical information as far as like okay, what are some things that you have tried or what are some things that haven't gone right when you're trying to help um because okay, so I'll get DMs on Instagram or people that have my cell phone number. I got pictures earlier of of and I'm not like well, there's definitely not talking about who it is, the privacy, but um, you know, having some real problems with employees and he's tried to develop them. He's tried to, you know, get them properly trained. He's tried a lot of stuff with them, but they just keep fumbling the ball and they're just, I know I said the word employees, but that's just, some people have that mentality. The guys that are going to come into a company and work for a small company they almost there's a little bit of mentality that they are employees. I know you don't like that word, but um, they just keep fumbling the ball and they just keep they they just can't really ever progress. What are some things that you guys can give practically? How would you handle that situation when somebody keeps failing and you're still trying to build a community? Or what are some ways that you guys have failed at, at building a community and these guys just are starting to hurt your business? DJ. So I think it really first starts with your hiring process in the first place, and I will not go into that at all, but it's, I mean, because I'll say, so when I first hired people, it was more like I sit down, with the, sit down with them at a Starbucks, they look good, they look like they can detail cars, and cool, but they've got personality issues, they've got wives, they've got crazy ex-girlfriends, like all kinds of home life going on, so 
Okay, not just that. Like, it's more like, oh man, how do I? Even? So I went in the wrong, the wrong direction. But you definitely went the wrong direction. I like the direction. way wrong direction. <laughs> well, I was sitting here going, okay, yeah, well, that what the fuck are right you doing with this? Yeah, but, you know. So I guess what I was gonna say is. One thing we do is like personality tests and so forth. So hey, cheers to the beers because like you're kind of babbling on like this beer's definitely got you good. It's got me good, right? Uh-huh. You're right. You're right. You're right. Anyways, you're welcome. No, yeah, you're you're good. He said you're welcome. <laughs> Thanks, Lamont. You hey. the man. Oh, yeah, no problem. Preach the recommendation. Um, yeah. So I don't know. Just. Eat. Yeah, I stumped you. Yeah, you, you are did. stumped. I am totally stumped. Do you want to pass that on to Lamont? Sure. No? Or are you going to step up and go for I'm it? I'm going to step up and go for it. Are you going to step up and go for it? All right, so rephrase DJ. The question one more time. I'm going to rephrase that question for you. DJ got stumped on the podcast. DJ got stumped, and I love it. Oh, my goodness. I'm so embarrassed. So, it happens to the best of us. It does. I'm like, granted, I've been pushing beer down as, like, so... That's part ask, of this podcast. Ask the question, Marshall. We're pints and polishing. We're yeah, definitely drinking. This is amazing. All right, so you got employees that maybe continually to fail. You're trying to build a community, but these these guys are continuing to do some wrong things. How, like, how do you do that? How can you build a community when people just can't seem to get quite on board with quality or what you're trying to do? I mean. You really have to look at yourself first, and if it's if it's not you, and if it's really them, then I my the simple answer is you gotta get rid of them because if you've got teams like me and Lamont has, we have like multiple people, we have six to eight people on our team. Like you get that one bad apple, they've got to go. I mean, if everyone else is on board and you're all having you're all vibing, you're all having a good time, everyone's working and they know how to be serious, well not to be serious and so forth. You get this one person really bringing down the teams. I've had guys that literally like. We'll but bring down the whole you have team. even sometimes said, oh, I just can't get rid of this guy yet. It's hard. Because, yeah. yeah, there's just so much yeah. like stuff that goes into it. So, I don't... That's my point. Like, I got a text message from this guy earlier. He's shown me quality that's horrific. Yeah, okay. How do you try and build a community Man, and a business, it's... but you've got some... like. Yeah, because that's you, tough. you've got business coming in the door and you need that body there sometimes. Right, so you guys are the community experts. Lamont, <laughs> Lamont, how do you handle this? Like, how do you handle somebody that's not bringing value to your company and you've got, you're trying to build a community? How do you handle it? I mean, I, 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 this is how I tell my team. I said, hey, I have a $250,000 Ferrari right now. It looks good. People see it. People want to come drive it, you know. But you start the engine, and there's one piece of the team that's a part of the engine that's kind of flagging it around. So you hear a little noise going on. Now they're going to be like, oh, I want to drive it, but do I want to buy it now because it don't sound right? And I'm like, okay, we're going to keep going back to the, to the drawing board to get to the mechanic to find a way to fix it. If we can't fix it, I'm going to have to go with somewhere else that's going to be able to get it fixed. So that's like what you were saying, DJ. Like, you just eventually get to the point you just have to get rid of the team member. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're toxic. Literally toxic. It, but it's the hard part, right? So Okay, so the reason I keep them on so long is because my number one strength is harmony. Like, I, I don't like tension. I don't like confrontation. So to to make someone leave and like you know they might need that job and that and that paycheck and knowing they have a family and stuff but like 
I'm sorry, you came in, you knew what the rules were, like, this is not how you're operating, like, you've got to go. And I've been more restricted in that lady than ever before because I don't have time to waste anymore. Like, I'm, I'm trying to grow a business. I don't have time to waste on on, on, on some people that are, that are bringing my other team down. Because I've got a good team, but when someone comes in that's not doing a good job, I've got to figure out a strategic way to get them out of the door. Right, because everybody puts possible. on a good front at first. Oh, or man. in the interview process, they're, any, they're really uh, great. So that's like, where I was going earlier. Is my, my interviewing process is, like, super long. So that's kind of, I was going with that when I was babbling on earlier is, like, the backstory to that. But, yeah. Even through that whole entire process we do, you still got guys that kind of pull the, pull the, the shit over your face. I mean, you, it, you, it is what it is. It yeah. is what it is. You always they're, put on they're a good front. They're just really that good to where they can go through four interviews and still... And even maybe a good couple weeks or a month. Oh. And then it finally just fades off. It comes off out in about and, two weeks. Yeah. In about two weeks, yeah. The, yeah. The, the team is like, hey, this guy, like, he's kind of... And he does this. And it's just like, what? Really? Yeah, so, I'm, with, I'm with them on that one, because I've had some that, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, they sound great. They're selling themselves. They're basically telling you what you want to hear. But I'm always just like, before I actually hire someone, I let them do a ride along. And then, you know, they'll sit up there and say, hey, you know, on one of our busy days, they're coming first thing in the morning, you know, do an interview. Oh, hey, you got time? You want to come ride with me? And then I show them what the process we do. And I make sure it's a hot day. I make sure. It's like, <laughs> I like Lamont. I, 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 I like Lamont. He said, "I make sure it's Man. a hot day." Oh yeah, no, no, absolutely. The worst car ever, right? And and letting you come out on a nice, breezy, easy, laid back day. Like, no, I need you to come out to see what we got to go through. So, what do you bring them on? Like, so I do the same thing. So, do you bring them on before they're hired to do a ride along? Is what you said? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's what I do because you know some people think, oh well. I'm going to be in the shop, and I don't have to go out in the field. Nah. Nah. You're going to see everything. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's always best. It save you a ton of time, money up front to do that kind of thing and bring them on for half. We bring them on for half a day. They'll come on in the field, see what it's like, you know, start to finish. That way they say, okay, can I do this for 40 hours a week? And not only that, can I do this 40 hours a week with the people that are on this team right now? Yeah, you gotta uh, tell them that we are big on team. Right. You know, we're big on family. Like, if you are bringing, you know, like you said, toxicness, like, you're, there's, there's, that doesn't work. That no. does not work on the team. Like, because you bring, because some people don't want to work with each other. They don't I'm sorry, but these guys point. are working together for 40 hours at a time. Like, my guys at two, two men in a truck, like, for 40 hours a week, that's one person. If you don't like them, that's a miserable life. Mm hmm. Yeah, because all it's going to take is someone says, well, I don't really want to work with him, so I didn't check behind him. Right. I didn't go over And then, like, it's the blame game. And, and they I'm can't like, communicate because they don't vibe, so they can't say, hey, man, you did this wrong because there's already tension. So you say that, mm-hmm. and they just blow up. But anyways, yep. that's a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. I like I it, though. Guy. I'm sitting back just kind of, kind of enjoying uh, hearing you guys talk because – you know, do you guys go through a lot different situations than I do? Yeah, we're not all easy peasy, Marty. Nah, it's, it's it, I mean, I'm I, kidding. I've told people it's, it's <laughs> you're in the, you're in a way different t- realm in detail. Yeah, way different You're realm. like literally in like, a whole, like the problems you have, I'm like, I can never do what you do. <laughs> like, yeah. I'd go crazy. Sorry. So what is it that you do? Oh, so we're a, we're a chemical company. So I transitioned from a mobile detailing company to 
DJ and I met because I opened up a car wash. He was my boss. With some customers in 2006. And DJ rolled up and needed a job because he got fired and had no other place to go. Oh, no, whatever. He had heard about this amazing wash that he wanted to come work for because we were, you know, amazing. Top notch. Top notch. You were the that, we that, were when, we when, okay. like we, we were the top notch detail we car wash shop in literally Tulsa. Yeah, and um, and then anyway, long story short, two thousand and ten, I started uh, selling chemicals out of my garage. So it you know like the way you guys started cleaning cars out of your garage, I I started selling chemicals out of my garage, and I would clean cars mobily to kind of just be able to make mortgage, you know, and try and sell chemical. It took me six months to get my first chemical account. And so in that six months, I have two kids and a wife and a mortgage. I mean, I'd, I'd clean cars just to make it by. And um, then, you know, this eight years later. So we're, we're a full-on chemical company that sells supplies here locally as far as nationally. So... That's who we are. So it's it is different as you transition from a detailer, like literally a detail to trying to but you got a team flip that, it into bring a product that you believe in to the uh, to the market. Right, but you have a team now too. We so do. We've yeah. been growing. Like re- yeah. we've been growing. So which is why I said, I mean, I'm sitting back a lot of times when gotcha. you guys talk community and employee. Like it's been. I ran the business and grew it for seven years yeah, by myself. A long time. Like, I would a couple people would come in, but they wouldn't last. Like, it's hard work. Um, I don't get it. And you know, I, so I've just literally worked by myself for so long until the past year. And so, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that I'm having to relearn. You know, as far as management and working with employees. You don't like the word, but. You know, it is what it is, like, you know, people that work with you. Mm-hmm. So I, I've literally just tried to sit back this whole podcast and learn from you guys. And I think you guys put out a lot of great content, a lot of great information, and I'm thankful for, for what you guys have done. So moving into that, let's let's kind of wind it down. Um, give us the rate of, I mean, I, I, Lamont, I'm going to let you go first. You pick this beer I would never just go into... I like Bud Light Lime. I like Bud Light Lime. This... Eh, I've tried that. It's got something like Bud... But I wouldn't just go pick a Bud Light, right? Like, I'm not going to go to the store and... It would be hard for me to pick a Bud Light. But this Bud Light Platinum is... I mean, it's a... It's... it's Pretty impressive, actually. It's like really I was, I was, I was like, wait, what? We're drinking a Bud Light. Well, like, let's for real. Let's like Marty talked crap about this. I beer did. I was like, fuck, we gotta drink Bud Light. And then like, two beers in, he's like, like wait a second, like this, this is actually pretty good. Same Budweiser. You like American lagers? Mm, yeah, I like American but, uh, lagers. I don't, I don't know Budweiser, but there you, know, you go. Uh, hey, so Lamont, let me ask you this. Would you drink Coors Light or would you like pass and not drink Coors Light? He doesn't even drink beer. It's an unfair question. I, I would, I've tried it once. I'll pass. Yes, my boy. I'm That's sorry. my boy. First of all, no. Yes. No. And he doesn't even a beer drinker. He can't. DJ, your he, beer sucks. 
Coors is horrific. So you know what happened? It's pretty much what so, he just said. Okay, so he Jake, just said that okay, Coors is horrific. I get it. Listen, he said he drank it one so time. So me and Jake. So Jake. One time and never would drink it again. I get it. So Jake, my my guy Jake, he was me and him were both Coors guys, and he's like, hey man, you know we're talking about the new the new laws here in Oklahoma where you can have you know high point beers. So he's like, I was like, I had the I had the I was me. I was like, hey, I had the Coors Light, the high point. It was just different, like. Like it I, had flavor. I, yeah, I, no. <laughs> it was like I almost liked the old course better. And he's like, "Yeah, dude." Like I had the Budweiser. And I'm like, so we're just kind of like, are we tiptoeing out of the fucking course game or what right now? Like, <laughs> oh, he was moving out of. Me and him are both course guys. We're banquet. We love banquet. Not anymore though, huh? But we're kind of like, hold on. Do we like Coors? Mm. So this might be the podcast that I might like slip away from the Coors jokes. Ooh. Who knows? Never. Hey, you know, come on over to the dark side. <laughs> you don't drink Lamont, you cannot talk. <laughs> come over to the dark side. We've got cupcakes. Oh, that's hey, good. Man, well, hey, I'll, like I say, I'll just, I'll go out this weekend. Hey, going out this weekend. speaking I'll have of drinking. Coors, and I'll just be like, you know what, DJ, I'll send you a message. And I'll be like, here you go, man. I'm, I'm going to try it again. I'll All give right. it a chance. Hey. You got Lamont, man. Don't do it. Don't do it, Lamont. <laughs> Lamont, don't do it. <laughs> I'll make sure I tag him and everything. Please, cool, so anything like, drinking, just tag me, Lamont. We're good. I'm like, dude, I tried it. O M G. All right. So, speaking of drinking, like, are you coming to SEMA or not? If I want to. You, uh, want okay, to. hold on, hold on. Want? Okay. All right, hold on. Stop right there. <laughs> so you want to? Okay. Why wouldn't you? It all depends. Uh, what? <laughs> it's my birthday weekend too. Oh, Vegas! So what are you birthday? talking about? Woo! Listen, listen. Here's Lamont, what you do. Lamont, we're celebrating you your birthday. Here's what you do. I've been Vegas style. I've been like over five times in a row. Like here's, I know all the excuses, man. My wife doesn't listen this long. She's no way she's listening right now whatsoever. <laughs> like, she's not listening right now. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. You celebrate your birthday like the weekend before. Literally, just like uh-huh. plan it out. Like, hey, babe. I'm gonna do it this weekend. We're doing this, and then, and then you say, "Lamont, your what's your birthday? What age?" Well, it's the 28th of October. Oh, well, oh, semen doesn't start till oh, the 30th. You are literally yeah. Good. You celebrate during that weekend, then come out to seem on the 28th. Wait, no, the 30th. I mean the 30th. Yeah, the 30th by 8 o'clock p.m. Though, like, <laughs> if your plan arrives at 6 p.m., you're good. Any later, Take an Uber any... straight to the Gordon Beers Brewery. Oh man, because I think. Um... I have a timeshare, and I think it's actually the hotel that's hosting it is one of our timeshares. So I'm thinking about just getting one of the rooms there. Yes, you definitely should. Oh, at uh... yeah, they were like, yeah, man, if you if you ain't been here before, you might want to show up as early as you can because you're never going to see the whole place in less than two or three days. No, oh, so that, you okay, you've never truth, been though. to SEMA. I've never been to SEMA. Wow. Yeah, you. I mean, you got to come. Like, there's. So let me let me see, like so DJ for years kept saying, "Hey man, you got to come see him." I was like, eh, "I don't really care." Like, what does he think it was a big car show or something? Yeah, I just thought it was a big car show. Okay, like, okay, okay. I, I mean, okay, so they got tires and wheels and paint stuff and accessories. Like, I was sort of like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." He finally talked me into it because he promised me something <laughs> we won't talk about because that stays Hold in on. Vegas. <laughs> What? What are you talking about? <laughs> I like, oh. I we can't talk about it. I said it happened in Vegas. Holy it stays crap. in Vegas. Oh man, 
That's unacceptable. <laughs> Just imagine. I'm just gonna go ahead and roll with it. Yeah, just roll with. Don't imagine. Please don't. Please don't. Um, and uh, oh and I've been ever since. Like it, it just it's it's the atmosphere of being around. Yeah, man. All the other detailers that come, and the detailer area has grown every grow, year. You're gonna grow your business by going. Like you'll get what you you put in. Well, I think it's okay. not just it's not just network like it's not just talking to the different vendors and seeing all the booths it's the it's the random people you meet while you're walking around or being at a booth and you just look over and like hey man what's your name like what do you do like just people that we've stayed in contact with over the years and we actually come back and have meetings with them every year and like it's just seem as it's almost like a it's like one place full of you like people are eager to learn more do more produce more because they were willing to come and pay however much to come all the way across country to this one place, this one time. Like, it's all about, like, all people based around your mindset, your mentality. Like, you can't not win. Like, <laughs> you just can't. But so, anyway, we hope that you come. Let us know. And if you decide that you've got that timeshare, you're able to make it, we would love for you to come have beer with us even though we won't have Bud Light Platinum. We don't have that keg out there yet. No. Uh, we're going to, we've rented a room at the Gordon Beers Brewery. And so okay. you, unlimited beer from 8 to 10 o'clock. Just, you got to go nice. register at freebeersema.com. Like, we would love for you to come have beer with us, is, is what we're saying. Oh, uh, I'll be glad to come. And I'll go ahead and check and see about making the, uh, the proper arrangements so that way I can make it out there. Cool, man. It's also um, Auntie's homecoming as well that weekend. So it was like, hmm. you know, it's okay for us as well. So it starts on a Tuesday. I'm actually leaving on a Friday to be back for the next weekend. So, hey, there you go. Like, come for a couple days in the middle of the week and you're good to go. We have no excuses now, Lamont. We have shut all your excuses your down. Are literally <laughs> trash. Like, I, I tell one thing, y'all just come ahead. Exactly, man. Exactly. We're we're nailing. We're way too good at anyway, this. Anyway, <laughs> we'll let you off the hook. We'll let you off the hook. Uh, but we've got to rate this beer. Uh, I'm gonna let you go ahead as the guest. Like, rate the beer that you brought on. We go one to five stars. Five being like. Absolutely, like shooting to the moon, amazing. One being, you'll never drink it again. Oh, well, you know, I'm gonna go with like a uh, eight and a half out of five. It's it's one to five. Oh, one to five. Let's go with four and a half. It's it's okay. DJ tried to go eight and a half on cores, so I get it. Hey. Oh, well, you know, hey, we're just being supportive of what we like. <laughs> so four and a half is what you said. Four and a half. Yeah, God, I never know. Might be another one out there that might be better, but, you know. I get it. DJ, what's yours? One to five. Mr. Patterson, Bud Light Platinum. Okay, this is really hard because, like, it's a great beer. We're not going to rate it a five. And I don't want to rate it a four or five because it's a Bud Light. But it's a good beer. It's, oh, man, I'll rate it a three. Oh, I thought you were going four or something. No. You went three? Yeah, I mean, it's a great... Three and a half? 
No, like, because it's a really good, like, like this is three a, and a quarter. Like, can we get three and a quarter? This is a great. I'm going like, to the Lamont's lake. going for three and a half. Can we get three and a I'm quarter? Camping. I'm, I have a large group of people in my house right now. Like, you know, it's just like a good beer that's like a more volume based good beer. Yeah, but three's pretty. Like, that's not low. Uh, that's hey, not Lamont, like a, like, Lamont, not, man. Not for this type of beer. It's not low. What I mean, this is not a crap a craft beer. If you like a crap like, this isn't a craft beer. You can't rate a Bud Light above a craft beer. Any hey Lamont man, I got your back, bro. Like you, as DJ said, I Lamont, was not looking forward to this beer at all. If you go, to, I'm giving it a a three point seven five. You're out of your almost mind. to a four. You know what? I'm going four. You're done. I'm going four. I thought go this home. beer was pretty amazing. Call your Uber, actually, buddy. call your Uber. Call him. Call your Uber. It's super easy to drink. It's yeah, almost a little citrusy. Right We're going to cut it off right now. This is stupid. Paul. Hey, what are you doing? All right. Our neighbor Paul has just come in. Give Paul a beer. All right. Yeah. Paul, oh, perfect. we need you to tell us Take what you mic. think of Bud Light Platinum. Hold on one second. Paul, introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Paul. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Paul. Nicely done. <laughs> All right, Paul. This will actually be my first Bud Light Platinum. It was our first, too. Okay, but crack Paul, it open. But Paul next door has He's what? got craft beer all craft over the place. Beer all over the place. Paul, take a swig. Tell us what you think. All right, here we go. <laughs> this is funny. How did you get here? He walked. That's awesome. It's a can. It's a can. Hey, that's good. It's good, right? I like it. You like it? Is what do you like about it? It's easy. It's easy. And it's not Bud Light. He likes and it's easy. not Bud Light. And it's not Bud Light. You're telling him the answer. Lamont, Lamont, way to go. <laughs> hey, I give Lamont a two thumbs up. Good choice on the beer. I did not expect it to be that good. Hey, there you go. Sometimes you gotta try something. It can't just be the oh, I know it all. You gotta try something that someone else uh, kind of recognizes. Cool. Hey, so Lamont, give us your social, um, you know, give us your handle. So if anybody's got a question for you, anything like that, where do people find you? Okay, so I, you can find me on Instagram at Davis underscore mobile underscore detailing. Um, or, of course, you can look me up on Facebook at Lamont Davis. You know, a lot of times if you look up Davis Mobile Detailing online, I am tagged on that page, so you should be able to see it. And then if you want to look me up on Twitter, is Dave Mob M O B Detailing um, for Twitter. Do you really use Twitter? Actually, all when I when I post on Instagram, it posts on Twitter. Uh, and right, I'm the same way. But, but you, I mean, do, do you, do you use monitor, Twitter like the every like? Actually, I tell anyone, because I build my own website, when your website has activity on it, that pushes you more up to the top of the board. So my Instagram and my, my Facebook and Twitter is on the very front page. Right. So because it has posts every mm-hmm. other day or stuff, that's constant activity, which drives traffic to your website. Totally get it. We're, you, we're, yeah, I'm just asking. hop on Twitter yeah. is and, Twitter, like, check your tweets. Yeah, is Twitter on your every phone and you actually click? Every once in a while. Every once in a while? So what's your main go-to? Like, I'm Instagram all the way. Like, Didn't used to be. Oh, no. Absolutely not. But right now, I'm like, if I pull my phone for social media, I want to see what's going on in the world. Instagram. Stories. All day. Stories. Correct. I don't even look yes, at posts anymore. I, just do stories. That's it. Mm-hmm. 
Stories do build your business, and that's what I'm starting to get into now is to post more stories because you'll notice you can post a story, and you'll notice that you're getting your impressions will show up on your pictures in the hundreds, but yet you don't get a lot of likes. Right. But those same impressions turn into views with your stories. And the more times you see more people watching continuous stories, that means people are more engaged. And basically, the answer to my question is no, you don't actually use Twitter. Click Twitter and no, like go. I don't. I, every once in a while, I just go on there and I don't tweet just anything out the blue. It's just that I, I just check to see, oh, someone liked it or someone replied to it. That's when I really go check it. But if it's not, then I just post. I don't really go in there and check. Cool. Cool. All right. So as the guest, and you gave us your social media handles, you have, and especially DJ has now surpassed me. He opened up his fourth beer. I did not. Um, yes, you did. Yeah, I did. It's right there. It's right there. Uh, so it's definitely tab out time. A little tipsy. You've got the question of the day. It can be revolved around detailing. It can be revolved around us. It can be revolved around you. What's a question that you want to ask? It's time to tab out. What's on your mind? Mm, well, I mean, I guess uh, it's just more so of um, have you guys ever thought about not just the audio podcast, but actually doing the video podcast? Bingo. Yes, I have. A vlog? Yes, a vlog. Yes, I have. That was a yes or no question. I guess DJ said yes, and I said no. Yeah. <laughs> Stuck in between. <laughs> I, no, no, no. I, I love video, man. Like, video's awesome. But we just... I don't know what... <sighs> the podcast... I mean, the podcast has started just because... So we list, I listened to a guy named Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah. Like, I... And, and well, even getting to him was because I was driving... I mean, that's what I do as far as... You know, if you're in chemical sales, you drive. Like, that's, that's just what you do. You drive around locations, you drive to different cities. I mean, I spent a lot of time behind the wheel. And there came a point where I went, okay, I've listened to enough songs. I've listened to enough music. Like, I felt like I was wasting my time by just driving and listening to music. So I started listening to CDs because literally I, I don't I don't think people really understand, like, detailing cars and then trying to sell products to a dealership like it's a completely different mindset i go in with the hey these products work here's what it does and they don't care about the products they care about price and how does it affect like it's a completely different shift and so i took a lot of punches to the face in a sense and started trying to figure out how do i know what the hell i'm supposed to be doing with sales because I felt like I'd never really been in sales. And so how do I learn about it? Anyway, long story short, I start listening to CDs in the car um, from Zig Ziglar. Did you ever listen to Zig Ziglar? Not me. Uh, okay, Zig Ziglar, he's died, but he was a big-time sales guy. I listened to a lot of his CDs. That moved me into listening to Audible and listening to books, which led me into, okay, I need stuff quicker and that's what got me into podcasting. I started listening to podcasting, and this guy kept saying, you need to have a podcast. So that's just that's how we started podcasting was as, as a, an, an avenue for people to get more information because that's what I needed. 
I needed more information. And so that's why we got into podcasting, vlogging. No, I've never been good at, I've never really had a good YouTube channel, never really been big into it. Um, I don't know why, but uh, that's how we got into podcasting. Well, it's, it's, it's definitely your, it's, well, Marty, I'm not trying to call you old, but it's definitely the, uh, the different. I missed the YouTube section. Yeah. I just never really got into it. Okay, so me neither. Like, so, yeah, I'm like right there, like behind the YouTube thing. Like, I know it needs to be done, but I never got into it because, like, like Hayden, for instance, like watch YouTube is all. The oh time. yeah, there's a whole section of group of people. That, that's I'm, all they do all is they watch do. YouTube. But I go to YouTube every now and then. Like, it's I I rarely go to YouTube, honestly. But and that's what you want to do. But you yeah, yeah, every once in a while, totally post up something to build. Absolutely. That. that so do brand. we need to do a podcast? that's audio or video? I. Third, I 100% genuinely believe so. When are we going to do that? I have no idea. We just started this year, Well, right? June, who's come onto the podcast, who also has a dealership podcast, right. he does a lot of YouTube stuff. YouTube's definitely a bit of... Uh, it's just, we're so, just, great question, man. We, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Good job. I like it. DJ, cheers. How do you rate the beer? I already did. You'd rated it at a... What figure we give him, uh... I uh, gave it a redo. four. Uh, uh, What's your a, social media handle? Do I get a redo? No, you don't. I messed up. 2.5. Do I get a redo? Oh, you went lower? Oh, well, come on, man. No, we're not going lower. <laughs> like give you, us your social like media handle. Like, hey. You're cut off. <laughs> no more rating. Hey, ha- My is, bad. Is the best deal you have, sir? I'm like, yeah, we can do it with 300. What's the best deal you got? All right, we can do 400. Like, it's just like, <laughs> that's what you do when you quote people, right? Uh Instagram handle is at DJ Patterson. The business one is at EcoGreenMD. And uh, I am Marty or Marshall, whichever you choose to call me. Marshall's definitely more fitting these days. I'm I'm moving into the Marshall phase as I get older. He's definitely getting older. We are at Total Auto Solutions. That's our Instagram. That's the best way to find us. IG. Hey, Lamont. Man, I really yes, appreciate it, man. It's, it's, it's a great episode. Tons yes, of content. Definitely. Tons of content. Thank you for your time. Okay. You spent a lot of time with us, bro. I, I'm very grateful. Oh, well, it definitely was a pleasure being on with you guys. Listen, uh, we will see you at SEMA, right? Oh, yeah, you're twisting the arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, put it uh, this way. Just make sure you're there on the 30th. Uh, you, you, you will be the third person to find out about it. I'll, I'll make sure. Okay. If I the third person. All right. We're top three. His son. High five. High five, DJ. We're top three. <laughs> All right, man. Thanks, bro. Hope you have a great night. All right, man. You guys do the same. Thank All you. Right. See you, man.